Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fantasize Me, the podcast where I take characters real or imagined, and I fantasize them as D&D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and today is a special Christmas-themed episode. I'm finally doing a Christmas character. So far for December, I've done Guy Fieri, Nikola Tesla, and Brendan Fraser. Which, I mean, I think those are all good picks, but I figured, hey, why not? I did bonus episode every single week in October for Halloween, and I figured I should do something for Christmas, you know, the big show, as Santa would probably say. But we are not doing Santa today. He is in the spotlight so often. We're going to be doing Mrs. Claus. So Mrs. Claus... There's just, there's like not a lot of information about her. She's first mentioned in the short story from 1849 called A Christmas Legend by James Reese. And the first movie to depict Mrs. Claus was in 1964, and it was called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. So I have a lot of questions about that, but there's, there's just not a lot about Mrs. Claus. She doesn't even have a name. You know, like Santa Claus, it's like, oh, Saint Nick or Kris Kringle. Mrs. Claus is sometimes named like Annette or Jessica or Sarah or Mary or Carol. Uh, so I'm pretty much this whole episode is going to be my imagination running wild of what I imagine Mrs. Claus to be, how I imagine her to be, her backstory, her life, her power. Because don't get me wrong, I love Santa, he's hot as hell. But I imagine Mrs. Claus is the real powerhouse behind that couple. You know, Santa Claus, he works one day a year, and yeah, he breaks the laws of reality, or whatever. But you know the rest of the year, he's just chillin'. He's gotta test out the new toys. So he just spends all his time, like, playing video games and getting high or whatever. And Mrs. Claus has to, you know, she has to take care of the elves. She has to take care of the reindeer. She's probably the one performing the complicated magic to keep us from locating Santa's workshop, which is real and no one can tell me otherwise. Just because you haven't seen something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So because there isn't a lot of information about her, we can just go into background and I can... I can just give her a background that I think will be fun for the character we are going to build. Also, hold on, let's give her a name, all right? She deserves a name. Okay, so Mrs. Claus, I kind of like Carol or Mary because it's like Merry Christmas, Carol, like the songs. But how about, uh, let's see, Kris Kringle and Trish Flingle. All right, Trish. Yes, okay. Her name is Trish. Trish Claus. Um, Patricia Claus. Patricia S. Claus. The, the S stands for Santa. Patricia Santa Claus. Okay, so Patricia Santa Claus, let's pick her background. Who was she before she was Mrs. Claus? What was her maiden name, though? Patricia Santa Jones. Patty Jones. Oh my god. Okay, a few minutes in and I've already lost the thread so completely. Okay, so Patty Jones, let's pick her background. Remember, just so I don't lose you, Patty Jones is Mrs. Claus. 
Okay, background. Okay, I'm gonna say archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, okay, so listen to this. Patty Jones was just a mild-mannered archaeologist until she found ancient ruins and inside was a treasure map. And she's like, oh, you know I have to search for this treasure. I love treasure. So Patty Jones, archaeologist, loves treasure. She follows the map and wouldn't you know it, it takes her all the way to the North Pole. And she's like, this is some bullshit. It's really cold up here but again, love treasure. And she is just out in the icy tundra. She's in her tent. She's like, okay, this is great. Tomorrow I'll wake up, get an early start and, you know, start, start excavating. But then in the middle of the night, there's an avalanche that traps her underneath the snow in her tent. She thinks she's going to die. But then what is this? She's, she's saved. She wakes up. In a warm bed, her eyes flutter as she opens and sees this rotund gentleman next to her. And she's like, okay, creepy. And he goes, no, 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 it's cool. I'm Santa. And she goes, I don't know who that is. And then they fall in love. Oh, I love that for Patty. Okay, so they fall in love. They get married. She's now uh, Patricia Santa Claus. Just so you know, her original name was Patricia Santa Jones. Her middle name being Santa is just a coincidence. So background archaeologist, I painted a beautiful picture, honestly, a, a near perfect rendition of what happened in my mind's eye. So now that we have background archaeologist, we can move on to race. So what's a good race for an archaeologist treasure hunter turned immortal witch? Um, probably. You know what? I think I'm going to make her human. I think she's just a regular person who just ended up with immortality and immeasurable powers. So she's just a human. I'm going to do the variant option so she can start with a feat. So I think I'm just going to have her start with the linguist feat. So this one's very simple. Her intelligence score is going to increase by one. She's going to learn three languages of her choice. And now Trish can create written ciphers. Now there's can't decipher one of these codes she's created unless she teaches them or they succeed on an intelligence check with a DC equal to her intelligence score plus her proficiency bonus or they use magic to decipher it. So she's just studied a lot. Everyone knows Mrs. Claus has a PhD in archaeology. So that's where this comes from. So perfect. Now that we have her background archaeologist and her race human, we can roll for her stats. That's where you take a d6, a six-sided die, roll four times, drop the lowest number, add up the remaining three to get one of the six ability scores. So we're going to do that six times. Okay, so I rolled for her stats. She got 13, 15, 10, 16, 13, and 18. She rolled so well, and I would have it no other way. So with stats this good, we have so many options. I love when they roll well because it just gives us a lot we can do. And I especially like that when it's a character that I'm essentially just creating on the spot right now. And I'm not really pulling from uh, any history or any other information I have of them. So let's plug in her stats. 18 is her highest. I think that's going to go into wisdom. She's very old now. She's got the wisdom of the ancients, baby. So 18 wisdom, that's a plus four modifier. 
Next is 16. I'm going to put that into intelligence. But because she took the linguist feat as the variant human option, she's going to get a plus one to that. So that's going to become a 17, which is a plus three. But also as a human variant, she doesn't just get a feat. She has two points that she can put into any ability score that she wants. So we can use one of those and bump intelligence from a 17 to an 18, which is also a plus four modifier. Next highest is 15. Let's put that into constitution so she can be a little hardy. And let's put the last plus one we have from the human variant into that as well to make that a 16, which is a plus three modifier. So very intelligent, very wise, and now very hardy as well. Next, we have two 13s. I'm going to put those into dexterity and charisma. So plus one to dexterity, plus one to charisma. And then the last number we have is 10. That's going into strength, which is just a plus zero. So her stats to start are incredible. She has 10 strength, 13 dexterity, 16 constitution, 18 intelligence, 18 wisdom, and 13 charisma. This gives us so many options of what to do, and I love that. Oh, yes. I'm also realizing I gave her the archaeologist background, but I didn't talk about it at all. I just got too excited with imagining Patty Jones as an archaeologist. But as an archaeologist, she's going to gain skill proficiencies in history and survival as well as tool proficiencies of cartographer's tools or navigator's tools. So I'm going to say navigator's tools because she's probably the one that built the navigation system in Santa Slay. And she's also going to get an additional language of her choice. Look at that. So also as a human variant, which I just really quickly picked a feat and moved on, this, this episode has so little structure to it. It's late and I have to record and edit this very quickly because I plan on releasing it in just like a couple of days. Usually I give myself some time, but this week has just been uh, very busy. Not because I've had a lot to do, but because I started playing Skyrim again. So, haha, <laughs> whoops. But anyway, as a human variant, she's going to gain proficiencies in one skill of her choice and one feat of her choice. So we gave her the feat. I'm going to save the skill proficiency until after we pick her class so we know what she still needs proficiency in. But for languages, she has common and then we can pick just another five languages for her. So let's just run the gamut here. I always start with Elvish. So let's go Elvish so she can speak with the little elves. Let's go Gnomish because uh, there's got to be a lot of tinkerers there, and gnomes typically make very good tinkerers. Let's go primordial, because it's fun to say. How about infernal and draconic? Yeah, infernal and draconic. Because even before she met Kris Kringle, she had like a full life full of these crazy archaeological adventures that she went on. Think Indiana Jones, but like curvy, a little thick, and hot as hell. I mean, not that Harrison Ford's not hot as hell. Think Indiana Jones mixed with River Song mixed with Lizzo. That's Mrs. Claus, right? Right? So now that we have her languages sorted out, let's actually pick her class. I'm seeing she has really high intelligence and really high wisdom. So I think we're going to utilize that. So she's this archaeologist. How, what has helped her in this career and what it would help her since as the role of Mrs. Claus? I think she has very powerful uh, white magic. 
I'm not like a big fan of the term white magic, honestly, but it's like healing magic and supportive magic. So I think I am going to go with cleric. And unfortunately, there aren't really any subclasses that give you cold powers or a lot of cold and ice magic. I'm like, D&D, please, other things exist besides fire and lightning. And D&D is like, no, it's literally only fire and lightning. You remember sorcerers? They have two fire-based subclasses. And I'm like, no, please, anything else. I am just off on tangent after tangent. I can't be stopped. I can't be tamed. And I would have it no other way. So as a first level cleric, she's going to start with 11 hit points, which is pretty good for first level. It's just the highest number on the hit die. Clerics use d8s, so 8 plus her constitution modifier, which is 11. She's going to have proficiency in light armor, medium armor, and shields. Proficiency in simple weapons. With saving throws, she gets proficiency in wisdom and charisma saving throws. Neither of those saving throws really see much use, but she'll be fine. Skills, she can choose two from history, insight, medicine, persuasion, and religion. And I think I'm going to pick medicine and religion because I do think she has like this powerful healing magic and religion because as an archaeologist, it just helps to know about a lot of different religions. Probably. She's already proficient in history and survival from the archaeologist background. So now we can pick the skill proficiency she gets from the variant human race. So which of these skills would be the most useful for her? I think probably perception, right? Yeah, I think I think perception because she's got to keep her head on the swivel while she's essentially embodying Lara Croft, you know, Tomb Raider, as she is crawling through tombs and disarming traps and stuff. Beautiful. So as a first level cleric, she's going to know three cantrips of her choice from the cleric spell list because she is a spellcaster, of course. Like, yeah, it's Trish Claus. Like, of course she's a spellcaster. So three cantrips of her choice. Her spellcasting ability for cleric uses wisdom. Fortunately, she has great wisdom. She has a plus four, which is so good. So her spell save DC which is what her targets will have to equal or beat on their rolls in order to withstand the effects of her spells. So that spell save DC is going to be 8, plus her proficiency bonus, plus her wisdom modifier. Proficiency bonus at first level is 2, so 8 plus 2 plus 4 is 14. So that's really good. That's obviously, you know, the second best it can be at first level. <laughs> So, great there. Uh, and spell attack modifier is going to be proficiency bonus plus her wisdom modifier, so plus six to her spell attacks. Also at first level, she's going to get her divine domain, which is the cleric subclass. She can pick it at first level. So, what subclass is the most fitting for her? I think the way we've painted her, I'm going to start with the knowledge domain. So, she has this lust for knowledge. Yes, she's a lifelong learner. And so because of this, she gets the ability Blessings of Knowledge. So at first level, she's going to learn two languages of her choice. So let's just pick out another two languages. We already have Common, Elvish, Gnomish, Primordial, Infernal, and Draconic. Let's give some more, I don't know, basic languages. So uh, she has a, a good base to work off of. So let's do Dwarvish. And then Halfling. She has so many languages. She has eight languages at first level. I love that. That's so cool. Also, she's going to become proficient in her choice of two.
two of the following skills. Arcana, history, nature, or religion. Well, she already has proficiency in history and religion, so we're going to do arcana and nature. And what's really cool is she gains expertise in both of those, which means her proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check she makes that uses either of those skills. So that means both arcana and nature have a plus eight to them. She's just so multi-talented. Oh. I am now realizing it's actually kind of harder to build a character without any information about the character, right? Because I am supposed to be turning Mrs. Claus into a D&D &D character. And there's not really much information about her, so I can make my own, and I think that's fine. But picking her classes is kind of difficult for me. It's not it's not coming as easily as it usually does. I do very little prep for this podcast. I usually just read their Wikipedia article and then record and I pick their background race and classes kind of just as I go. Uh but I don't really know what to do for her. Or you know what? Who cares? I can just make up whatever. Okay. So <laughs> So continuing with the theme of my making up whatever, she is going to multi-class into Druid. So as a first level Druid, she's going to learn Druidic, a ninth language. So it's the secret language of Druids. She can speak the language and use it to leave hidden messages. So Mrs. Claus and others who know the language can automatically spot such a message, but others can spot the message's presence with a successful DC 15 perception check. But of course, they can't decipher it without magic because they can't speak the language. Druids are also spellcasters, so she's going to know two cantrips of her choice from the Druid spell list. And what I love about this is Druids also use wisdom as their spellcasting ability. So her spell save DC is still going to be 14, her spell attack modifier for all of her Druid spells is still going to be plus 6. Nice and easy there. Now for third level, I think we're going to go back to Cleric. I think, I think we're going to go back to second level cleric so that she can get her channel divinity. So once per short or long rest, she can use channel divinity. So she can use an action to use turn undead. So every undead that can see or hear her within 30 feet of her has to make a wisdom saving throw. And if they fail the saving throw, they're turned for one minute and just have to spend their turns trying to run away from her. But she also gets a channel divinity from her knowledge domain cleric subclass. And that's called knowledge of the ages. So as an action, she can use her channel divinity to choose one skill or tool. And for 10 minutes, she's going to have proficiency with the chosen skill or tool. So she's already swimming in skill proficiencies, but now once per short or long rest, she can just use an action and gain any other skill proficiency she thinks she might need. She's like, ugh, the husband needs help putting his sack of toys onto the sleigh. Let me just give myself proficiency with athletics. And she just gets shredded for 10 minutes. Absolutely shredded. I think Mrs. Claus could have a lot of fun with that ability. Fourth level, we are going to go back into Druid and stay there. I just wanted for her second level to go into Druid so she can get Druidic. She can start getting in touch with the natural side of things. So fourth level, second in Druid, that is going to give her the Wild Shape ability. So as an action, she can just magically assume the shape of a beast that she's seen before. 
and she can use that twice per short or long rest. Her level in Druid is going to determine the beast she can transform into. So right now she can just transform into a creature with a max challenge rating of one quarter with no flying or swimming speed. So I think she can just transform into a reindeer and hang out with the other reindeer. It's like, oh man, like, sorry, this party's reindeer only. And she's like, haha, you fool. And she just turns into a reindeer and they're like, all right, welcome to the party then, Trish. There are a lot of rules that come with Wild Shape. I'm not gonna go over those. You get it. And if you don't get it, you can just read. It's the Druid's ability, Wild Shape. It's one of their base abilities. I just want to get this done so I can eat more cookies. You know what I mean? You feel me? Also at second level as a Druid, she's fourth level overall, but second level Druid, she's going to get her Druid Circle, which is the Druid subclass. I think I'm gonna go with the Circle of Stars. This is a really fun subclass. Uh, one of my players is a Circle of Stars Druid and has a lot of fun with it. So as a Circle of Stars Druid, she is going to gain a star map. So she's created a star chart as part of her heavenly studies. It's a tiny object and can serve as a spellcasting focus for her Druid spells. So while she has this map on her person, she's going to know the Guidance Cantrip which she probably already did as a cleric. So if I had a player that did this, I would just say they could choose another cleric cantrip. So that way it's not a waste of gaining a cantrip. She's also going to have the Guiding Bolt spell prepared, which counts as a druid spell for her, and it doesn't count against the number of spells she can have prepared. She can also cast Guiding Bolt without expending a spell slot, and she can do this a number of times equal to her proficiency bonus. And that comes back every long rest. So that's so cool. Guiding Bolt is a really great first level spell, and she can just cast it twice without expending spell slots. If the map ever gets lost or she misplaces it, she can just perform a one hour ceremony to create a replacement. So she is also going to gain the ability called Starry Form. So as a bonus action, she can expend a use of her wild shape to take on a starry form rather than transforming into a beast. So when she assumes the starry form, she can choose which of the following constellations glimmers on her body. So she can choose Archer. When she activates this form and has a bonus action on her subsequent turns while it lasts, Patty can make a ranged spell attack, hurling a luminous arrow that targets one creature within 60 feet of her. And on a hit, the attack deals radiant damage equal to 1d8 plus her wisdom modifier. So that's a really cool offensive ability that she can get. There's also the Chalice. So whenever she casts a spell using a spell slot that restores hit points to a creature, like Cure Wounds or Healing Word, her or another creature within 30 feet of her can regain hit points equal to 1d8 plus her Wisdom modifier. This is such an incredible ability for a healer, right? She can cast Cure Wounds on someone and then essentially cast Cure Wounds on them again. That's so cool. That's such an awesome ability. Or she can cast Cure Wounds on someone. Maybe she got a little hurt. She's rough and tumble. She can heal herself then. And it's not like it's a bonus action or anything. It's just part of the act of healing. So that's really cool. And the last form is called Dragon. So the dragon form. So if she's in this form, when she makes an intelligence or a wisdom check or a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, she can treat a roll of nine or lower on the d20 as a 10. 
That's really awesome because maintaining concentration on a spell, you have to equal or beat a 10 or half of the damage dealt to you. So if she doesn't take that much damage, she just won't be able to lose concentration on spells when she's in the dragon form. Fifth level, that's a third level druid. She's just going to gain access to second level druid spells. Sixth level, a fourth level druid, her wild shape is going to be improved. So now she has a max challenge rating of one half and no flying speed, but she can have a swimming speed. So she can become a dolphin or a sea otter or a penguin. She can be a penguin. Look at that because she, she lives where it's cold. Also at fourth level, she's going to get an ability score improvement where she can increase one ability score of her choice by two or two ability scores of her choice by one, or she can pick a feat. I think we're using wisdom a lot for cleric and for druid. So I say, let's just bump that to the maximum of 20. So that's now a plus five modifier. Oh, beautiful. She's so strong. Seventh level, that's fifth in druid. That's just going to give her access to third level druid spells. A lot of fun things there. Eighth level, sixth in druid. She is going to gain another druid circle feature from the circle of stars called Cosmic Omen. So I like to think Santa Claus is, you know, chilling, he's playing video games, he's sleeping, he's eating cookies, whatever. They do love each other. I think it sounds like they're in an unhappy relationship. They do love each other. She values her solitude as much as she values their time together. So now whenever Trish finishes a long rest, she can consult her star map for omens. And whenever she does so, she'll roll a die. And until she finishes her next long rest, she's going to gain access to a special reaction based on whether she rolled an even or an odd number on the die. So if she rolled an even number, she gets the ability called Wheel. Whenever a creature she can see within 30 feet of her is about to make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, she can use her reaction to roll a d6 and add the number rolled to the total. Awesome ability. And if she gets an odd, she gets Woe. Whenever a creature she can see within 30 feet of her is about to make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, she can use her reaction to roll a d6 and subtract the number rolled from the total. Such an awesome ability. The only limitation is that she can just use the reaction a number of times equal to her proficiency bonus. Right now, she's 8th level, so she has a plus 3 proficiency bonus, so she can use this 3 times. Proficiency bonus goes up to plus three at fifth level. Next level, when she gets to ninth level, she's going to be able to use it four times. And that's such a cool ability. She can just bolster Santa's rolls. She can bolster her own rolls. Or if she gets odd, she can subtract things from her enemies. Say, you know, there's a raid on the North Pole. I don't know who would be foolish enough to think they could stand up to Patricia Claus, but she can just really mess them up now. And it's like, ugh. Yes, good for you. Ninth level, that is seventh in druid. She is going to gain access to fourth level druid spells. Tenth level, an eighth level druid, she gets another wild shape improvement. So now she can transform into a beast with a max challenge rating of one, with no limitations. So she can turn into something and just fly, which is really cool. She can just turn into a snow owl. Trying to think of birds that live where it's really cold and snow owl has snow in the name. So there you go. Also at eighth level, she's going to gain another ability score improvement. She already has maxed out wisdom. Let's go and give her another feat, right? Yeah, for sure. But while Santa is off doing his own thing, I think she's just continuing to do what she loves, which 
as we all know, Patricia Santa Claus loves archaeology. So I am going to give her the Dungeon Delver feat because everyone knows archaeologists are essentially just badass superhero-esque Tomb Raiders, right? That's accurate, right? So as a dungeon delver, she's now going to have advantage on perception and investigation checks she makes to detect the presence of secret doors. She's also going to have advantage on saving throws made to avoid or resist traps. That's awesome. No poison dart is going to get Mrs. Claus now. She's going to have resistance to the damage dealt by traps, and traveling at a fast pace doesn't impose the normal minus five penalty to her passive perception score. So obviously, you know, if you're moving really quickly, it's harder to perceive things. So she doesn't have to suffer that minus five to her passive perception when she's just sprinting as fast as she can, which is very fast because she can just turn into a cheetah. 11th level, that is a ninth level druid. She's going to gain access to fifth level druid spells now. 12th level, that is a 10th level druid. She's going to gain another druid circle feature. So for the Circle of Stars, her starry form is going to get a little boost. So now the Archer's attack does 2d8 plus her Wisdom modifier and damage. The Chalice is going to heal 2d8 plus her Wisdom modifier. But for Dragon, she can now fly. <laughs> Which is really cool. When the Dragon form is active, she's going to have a flying speed of 20 feet and can hover. Moreover, and it does actually say moreover, at the start of each of Patty Claus's turns while she's in starry form, she can change which constellation glimmers on her body. And that's not an action, that's not a bonus action, it's just a free action. So say some enemies are, you know, 60 feet away from her, she's just in the archer form attacking them. Well, some of the enemies just start taking out the elves that are helping her, she can just switch to the chalice in order to better heal them. That's pretty cool. 13th level, that is 11th level druid, she is going to gain access to 6th level druid spells. 14th level, 12th level druid, another ability score improvement. Haha, <laughs> let's pick a feat. I love when they start with really high stats because we don't have to spend all these ability scores raising their stats. We can just give them awesome feats. And you know I'm going to. So I think I'm going to give her Lucky. Lucky is just a really good feat for pretty much any character. So she's going to have three luck points. And whenever she makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, she can spend one luck point to just roll an additional d20. What's awesome is she can choose to spend one of the luck points after she rolls the die, but before the outcome is determined. So she can do a saving throw, be like, oh, I got a five. I'm just going to use luck and roll again. Also, if an attack roll is made against her, she can spend a luck point and roll a d20 and choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or hers. So if someone's coming at her, they're about to stab Mrs. Claus and then... She gets lucky, and they slip on some ice and fall and impale themselves with their own sword. <laughs> Good on her. And she's going to regain all expended luck points when she finishes a long rest. So all three of those points come back when she just gets eight hours of sleep. Her beauty sleep. <laughs> Not that she needs it, right? Everyone knows Patricia Santa Claus is a complete knockout. 15th level, that is 13th in Druid. That is going to give her access to 7th level Druid spells. She has incredibly powerful magic at this point. 16th level, that is a 14th level Druid. She's going to gain her final Circle of Stars feature called 
full of stars. So now while she's in this starry form, she's going to become partially incorporeal, which gives her resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So that's awesome. She can just turn into the archer, start letting out a salvo of these luminous arrows, and if people come to attack her, it's not even going to affect her that much. She's partially incorporeal. She's Mrs. Claus, huh? What, you think you're better than Mrs. Claus? <laughs> you're not. Anyway, 17th level, 15th in Druid, she's going to gain access to 8th level Druid spells. 18th level overall, 16th in Druid, another ability score improvement. Let's pick a final feat that Mrs. Claus should have. So she has Linguist, Dungeon Delver, and Lucky. What is the last feat? Now that she's just so powerful, what is she looking towards? You know, what's, what is she looking towards? What's important to her? I think it is going to be observant. I think she's so powerful now. She's so observant. No one can sneak up on her. No one can get the drop on her. So because of observant, we can increase her intelligence or wisdom score by one to a maximum of 20. That doesn't really do anything for us. We can increase intelligence to 19, but it remains a plus four modifier. So it doesn't do anything there. But now if she can see a creature's mouth while it's speaking a language, she can understand, which she can understand nine of them. So chances are this is going to apply. She can interpret what it's saying by reading its lips. How cool is that? Also, she's going to have a plus five bonus to her passive perception and investigation skills. So perception, she's proficient in it. She has plus five to wisdom, plus six proficiency bonus. So she has plus 11 to perception. Passive perception is just 10 plus your perception. So 21. And now that she has observant, she has a passive perception of 26. She's so perceptive. I love that for her. That's, that's really cool. I don't know why, but I love characters with a high passive perception. They just notice things. I'm playing a character and his perception is terrible and it's very frustrating, but very fitting for the character. 19th level, that is 17th in Druid. She is going to gain access to 9th level Druid spells, the highest level of power. She has attained it. Of course she has. Ugh. So 20th level, 18th in Druid. She gains the ability Beast Spells. So now while she is in her wild shape form, she can perform the somatic and verbal components of her druid spells. So normally when she wild shapes into a beast form, she can't cast any spells because she's an animal. She can't do the somatic components because she probably doesn't have fingers and she can't do the verbal components because she doesn't have the same vocal cords. But now it doesn't even matter. She can just be a reindeer who casts call lightning. That's really cool. Also at 18th level, and one of the reasons why I went with Druid, in addition to my idea of her having like natural magic, is called Timeless Body. So she just ages more slowly. So for every 10 years that pass, her body ages only one year. If that were the case, I'd be like two and a half years old. <laughs> but, but now like the average lifespan of a human, she can just live for hundreds of years unaided from like any additional magical intervention, which you know she has. So that's why she can be hundreds of years old and still look that good, Mrs. Claus. But that's her. That's Mrs. Claus. We, we made... <laughs> We made the whole thing up this time, which is my first time doing that. Well, on the podcast, obviously. But 
I, I had fun with it. I hope you had fun with it too. It's just like, okay, who was Mrs. Claus? And I was like, sexy, curvy, thick Indiana Jones. Yes. So remember, Trish Claus is Indiana Jones mixed with River Song from Doctor Who mixed with Lizzo. That is how I imagine her. So Mrs. Claus, originally Patricia Santa Jones. Her background's archaeologist. Her race is human variant. She is a level two knowledge domain cleric and a level 18 circle of stars druid. Her ending stats are 10 strength, 13 dexterity, 16 constitution, 19 intelligence, 20 wisdom, and 13 charisma. Started with great stats, we barely had to raise anything. For skills, she has plus 16 to arcana, plus 10 to history, plus 11 to medicine, plus 16 to nature, plus 11 to perception, plus 10 to religion, and plus 11 to survival. And if she isn't proficient in something, she can just use her channel divinity to give herself proficiency in it for 10 minutes. Saving throws, she has plus 11 to wisdom and plus 7 to charisma. Languages? I think she might have the most languages of any character we've done so far. I think before her, the most was 8, and she's ended with 9. So she has common, elvish, gnomish, primordial, infernal, draconic, dwarvish, halfling, and druidic. An insane amount of languages, which works really well because she has the observant feat. So she's reading the lips of someone who's speaking one of the nine languages she knows. She can read their lips. For tools, she has navigator's tools, which prove very useful when she is uh, trying to find treasure from the myriad of treasure maps she's bound to have found. For feats, she has Linguist, Dungeon Delver, Lucky, and Observant. So my vision of her is just everyone's like, Santa's this incredibly powerful person. They only think that because they haven't met Mrs. Claus. Like, Mrs. Claus is so confident in her power and her poise and grace that she lets Santa have all of the limelight. And she could not care less. She's too busy dodging traps and solving puzzles and ancient riddles and just getting hordes and hordes of treasure. Because, as I said earlier, she loves treasure. She has this magic of a cleric, which gives her access to all of this information. If there's a lock in front of her that she just can't pick, she can just use her channel divinity to gain proficiency in lock picking. And then just do that. That's so cool. She can use her wild shape to transform into animals or take on this starry form to defend herself, to defend others. She has incredibly powerful offensive magic, defensive magic. She can do it all because of course she can. She's Mrs. Claus. Yes. Oh, she's just so cool. I, I kind of want to write a short story just about Mrs. Claus. Like, forget Santa. We already know everything we need to know about Santa. Like, he's really hot. <laughs> we get it. So what? I'm not into Santa or anything. I'm just, you know, he knows where I live and he knows when I'm sleeping and when I'm awake. Uh, so, you know, he can find me if he wants to. <laughs> Santa, if you're listening, I don't know why you would be. That's crazy. You're so busy because it's Christmas soon. Uh, but you know, afterwards if you're free. Uh, so, so yeah, I kind of want to write a short story about Patricia Santa Jones. I haven't done any writing in a very long time. Well, 
any non-D&D-related writing in a very long time. So that, may, that, that actually sounds kind of fun. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to this holiday special of Fantasize Me. Uh, I'm not releasing an episode next Monday. So this episode is counting for a bonus episode for this week and also next week's episode because I want to have some time to uh, chill. You know, I'm, I'm done with classes at the moment, so I have some free time, and I asked for a few video games for Christmas, so hopefully I'll be getting that, and I want some time to actually play them before school starts up again. So no episode next week. So this is just going to count as next week's episode as well. Follow me on Twitter, Fantasize Me Pod. I'm almost at 700 followers. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have gotten there. So thank you so much, everyone who's followed me on there. And, you know, you're welcome for the funny things that I sometimes tweet. If you have any character suggestions, feel free to email in character suggestions to fantasizemepod at gmail.com. I have a growing list of suggestions that I'm very excited to get through, so keep those coming. Also on Kofi.com slash fantasize me, I have the Elemental Codex, a supplement of 100 elemental spells. And until January 1st, it is 50% off. So it's normally $5.95 USD, but it is on sale for just another week for $2.97 USD. So get that while you can. I've had some pretty good feedback with that. And thank you. Just thank you. Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays! Thank you so much for listening! This is awesome! Uh, the year is coming to an end, and I feel very happy with what I've personally accomplished, and all of you have helped me to feel that sense of accomplishment, and feeling accomplished isn't something that I allow myself to feel very often, so just thank you very much for that. Thank you for listening. We won't do this again next week, but we will do it the week after, so I will see you then. So Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. Bye!